Hey guys, it is We Root for Earth, and today we are back with another podcast. We will be talking about the 30-Day Sustainable Waste Challenge, how we've been keeping up with it, making our post on the Instagram to share our experience with you guys, and each day's post. Specifically, in this podcast, we will be talking about when we went to the grocery store and filmed our video of us using reusable bags. My name is Megan. And my name is Lydia. So if you follow our Instagram, you may have seen the video of us at the grocery store. Yeah, we went to the grocery store on day seven of the Zero Waste Challenge and we used our reusable bags for our groceries. Yeah, the night before, I remember that the next day was using reusable bags at the grocery store and it was probably like 5.30 and I like begged my parents like, if Megan says she will come with me, can you drive me to the grocery store? And luckily enough, I just texted Megan and she was like, Sure. Yeah, and then I guess we go to the grocery store to hang out, and that's what we did. Um, at the grocery store, because of COVID-19, not all stores are letting customers use reusable bags, um, but we went to a store called Meyer and we shopped with something called Shop and Scan. So you have the app on your phone, and once you're in the store, it'll allow you to scan the items and then it adds all the prices up. So then at the end, you just scan your phone on the self-checkout thing, or there's like a special one for Shop and Scan, and you just pay for your items that way. So it's really easy to, while shopping, put the items in the reusable bag. So that is how our grocery store excursion, as I will call it, went. Um, And now I'm going to talk to you about how I have been making the daily Instagram posts. So I use this site called Canva. It's very easy. I use it as just a free member so I don't pay any money because I'm a student. And so what I do is I'll either find a template and then I'll like replace a lot of stuff because usually it's there's not many like I can't you can't get one specifically for what you want all the time so or I'll just start from scratch it really depends um and then I kind of I usually always put the title of what it is and then you kind of just like fill it in with images it's really simple I do it in the morning before I go to school and then I just post it on Instagram I usually add stuff to our story like the day we are on and then possibly a question And then I kind of look at how each post went to know in what direction like more likes get. It's not about the likes, but to know that more people are seeing it and learning about the environment and maybe partaking in the challenge. And if you are partaking in the challenge and you have like pictures of you doing it or anything, you can um, post it on the We Root for Earth Challenge hashtag and then we can look at it and kind of just know that people are listening and people are working on this as we are doing it too. So in the story are the questions, and it's really cool to know some of the people's people's answers um, because most of them are usually right, or I don't know, I have fun with it when I do polls, like doing the yes or no, just to see like the variety of the followers and what they are thinking and what they know. Yeah, so I don't know when you guys are listening to this podcast, but the day I'm recording it 
is the player recycling game. So for today's post, I just searched up game in the template, found one, replaced like the football images with things that relate to recycling and the environment. And then because I don't just want to post something and then have you guys do it and not also do it, I'm going to, or Megan and I came up with a recycling game that where you have, you have like kind of like recycling quiz each other basically. So I could be like, hey, do you put hole punches in the recycling? And Megan would be yes. And then that is wrong. So she would not get a point or get to throw the ball in the basket to try to get a point. So things like that, or there's a lot of recycling games online. And yeah, most of the challenges are pretty easy to do since I've been like just doing them around my schedule. So yeah, I hope you partake in the challenge and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I'll see you next time. Bye. around the world are killed by lithium-ion batteries, but more specifically, the improper disposal of them. Hi, I'm Sammy, and I'm concerned about how lithium-ion batteries will affect the environment and our future. This is the Environment Protection Podcast. First, let's talk about the proper way to dispose of batteries. 99% of batteries are recyclable, yet less than 5% actually are. Why is that? Most people are uneducated as to how they can recycle their batteries, when in reality, it's extremely easy. There are multiple drop-off locations just around the city of Aurora, including Home Depot, Batteries Plus Bulbs, Best Buy, and more. They will take care of disposing the battery properly without creating any short circuits or thermal runaway, and you will not need to worry about possibly harming the environment due to lack of information on how to properly dispose of them. Now, let's say that lithium-ion batteries were not disposed of properly. How would this affect the environment? Lots of e-waste would be created, as that is the most prominent negative effect of improper disposal. When e-waste is disposed of informally by dismantling, shredding, or melting the components, dust particles or chemicals such as dioxins are released into the environment, causing air pollution and harming respiratory health. Burning is commonly used to dispose of low-value e-waste, but it can also be used to extract valuable metals from electronics, such as copper. Burning e-waste increases the risk of chronic diseases because it releases small particles that could travel throughout thousands of miles, posing severe concerns to humans and animals. Higher value components such as gold and silver are frequently extracted using acids and other chemicals, which emit fumes in locations where recycling is not properly regulated. The dangers of informal e-waste recycling on the environment are greatest for those who handle the material, but can also affect thousands of people even miles away from the recycling sites. Mercury, lead, barium, and lithium are just a few of the harmful elements found in electronic waste. The chemical's harmful health consequences on humans also include damage to the brain, heart, liver, kidneys, and even the skeletal system. It can also have a significant impact on the nervous and reproductive systems, resulting in sickness and birth abnormalities. Improper e-waste disposal is extremely hazardous to the global ecosystem, which is why it is critical to raise awareness about this rising problem and its potentially disastrous consequences. It is critical to correctly e-cycle goods so that they can be recycled, refurbished, 
resold, or repurposed in order to reduce the hazardous impact of e-waste. If people aren't taught how to properly dispose of e-waste, the problem will simply get worse and Earth will continue to be harmed. So, why don't people recycle their lithium-ion batteries? They may realize the negative effects and just not care enough to properly install them. However, what they might not be aware of are all of the benefits to recycling lithium-ion batteries properly. The production of batteries involves raw materials being mined, processed, and then eventually turned into batteries. These materials include the lead, nickel, steel, zinc, mercury, cobalt, lithium, and silver used in making the battery. And although these items are not renewable, they can and always will be recyclable. And by not properly recycling them, it makes these materials no longer available for use and therefore negatively impacting the economy. By recycling our waste batteries and recovering and then eventually reusing the materials, we can directly ensure that they are used for forward manufacturing, which helps reduce production costs and ensures that competitively priced products are indeed available for purchase. Now more than ever, batteries are easy to dispose of and recycle. Do you and the city of Aurora know your nearest battery recycling point is? It may end up being one of the previously listed drop-off sites. Recycling batteries will prevent contact with the environment and avoid pollution, and new products can be created because remaking batteries consumes a lot of energy. But by recycling, the old energy is kept and used to make new batteries. All of this is possible if batteries are recycled properly, so you need to make sure that you continue to do so. Attention all Earth lovers, I'm not going to pull any punches here. Climate change is a serious problem, and according to United Nations, we only have about a decade left until its damage is irreversible. And the damage that has already been done may be bearable for us, but for other creatures, its effects can be deadly. We may have a, come a long way, but we still have much further to go if we're hoping to prevent permanent damage to our planet. Preventing climate change is a daunting task, but there are many things that you, yes you, can do to help. Solar energy is the perfect solution. U.S. households produce 5.43 gigatons of greenhouse gases per year. Much of this comes from simple things like plugging your phone in or turning on your dishwasher. Imagine if we could do these things without producing greenhouse gases. It may seem far-fetched and ridiculously hard, but it may be easier than you think. In 2016, the Energy Resource Center installed a 2-kilowatt solar PV system in a Colorado home. The system is estimated to have produced more than 3,000 kilowatt hours in its first year, and the panels are expected to save roughly $6,200 in 20 years. If you decide that solar panels are the right option for you, there are a few things that you will want to do first. You will want to have an engineer check your current electrical system to ensure that it is compatible with your chosen solar panels. You will also want your roof looked at to ensure that it can support the weight and bulk of your solar panels. Once your home has been cleared by the engineer, you will want to begin obtaining the right permits. Your solar installer should file for you, but if they don't, you will need to apply for local electrical and building permits, permission from your utility, and applications for your state or federal incentive programs. This may take several weeks, but a check-in every few days isn't a bad idea. Ordering parts and the installation process should also be handled by your solar installer, but independent research on the solar panels is highly encouraged. If you want more information or help deciding what the right choice for you is, there are many people who can help. 
The American Council on Renewable Energy is a nonprofit organization whose goal is to speed up the transition to a sustainable, renewable energy source for the world. There are many resources like the ACOR, and with a little research, you can find the perfect one for you. Solar panels have proven to be sustainable and cost-efficient, and there's something you can do this to save the planet we live on. Keep our Earth healthy. My name is Harper Antikainen. Thank you for your time.